For almost 2,000 years, the Catholic Church has pointed the way toward salvation through Jesus Christ. For each of us, that journey starts in darkness, as in a cave. We invite you now to join us as we seek wisdom and truth by way of faith and reason with your guides, Mark Tuttle, Timothy O'Donnell, and Joseph Tomasian. Join us in the Catholic Cave. Welcome once again to the Catholic Cave. I'm Joseph Tomasian here with Timothy O'Donnell and Mark Tuttle. And uh, today we're going to be bringing up a couple concepts that uh, have been floating around the ether. That is the relationship with the uh, faith, science, and reason. Uh, I gave a, a talk uh, at a couple parishes a, a couple years back. Uh, one close by St. Elizabeth Seton, where, where we were discussing, you know, the, the relationship of, of these concepts. And, uh, th- there was a couple doctors that came in from, from Lily and, um, and, and he began the conversation with, you know, every time I, I walk into a church, I feel like I need to bracket my faith from my scientific understanding, which is what led to the, the development of, of, of that, uh, of, of that series. And, and so I want to ask you guys, do you find yourself needing to bracket? I know the answer. Do you find yourself needing to bracket faith and reason and, and science? Nope. 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 Not at all. But well, okay. I, I, I will qualify that a little bit. There are, there are elements of the faith that, that transcend reason. And so be, because of that, um, you know, reason does come up lacking. To, what to do you doubt, extent. Mark? No, it's not a doubt. Mm. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not a doubt. It, it is a lack of, I think, rational mind to be able to explain certain things that happen within religion. Trans, you know, the transubstantiation of the Eucharist. Yeah, that's a hard about, one. Resurrection of the dead. Yeah, resurrection of the dead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly. The the, yeah. the 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 miracles the dead in general. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, the 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 universe came into being. I mean, I think that's a. I think. Well, uh, that's I, a scientific reality as well well i i guess it depends on what you describe as the universe i mean scientists would say yeah there was a big bang but there was stuff before the big bang yeah. you know I, so, I don't know how many people would say that i think most physicists would say prior to the big bang you had how many physicists a, have you spoken to well i mean i've read physicists i i'm, I'm you're right i have not spoken to them but I, i've read i i have read the accounts of the big bang from physicists and sure. basically they talk about it as being compact energy that that compact energy is not nothing right i mean yeah you know the idea that nothing comes from nothing is all, nothing ever should nothing ever should i mean it almost is a contradiction of reason um but yet as christians we do believe that nothing came from nothing well there's a theory within theoretical physics called the bourdais guth valenkin theorem, which means that a universe in expansion has a beginning. And the beginning, at least according to my understanding of the theorem, is that there was nothing before. My understanding, my understanding is that no, there, there was, there was, I mean, there, there, even, even in that theorem, there was, compact energy that that singularity there was something that had to expand right yeah um so that that something maybe wasn't a thing maybe it was energy so Uh, if if the if if the physicist ascribes to multiverse okay yeah i perhaps but I, i think the multiverse theory while still fairly prevalent has all but been 
dismissed. That may be. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking at that, but I'm just looking at sort of the contradiction of there being nothing and then there being something. And you can't have nothing and something at the same time without something to be able to act on. It's that. a violation of the principle of non-contradiction. It is. It is. Yeah. It very much is. So, so anyway, um, but as Christians, yet we do believe that, that the universe, I mean, it, it, it's funny for us as moderns because physicists have gone back and they have come up with theories of, of Big Bang, expanding universe, etc., to where current science yeah. um, very much does dovetail with Christian belief. That's definitely not always been the case. And so the big, the, the, the historic debate between science and faith has always been on the eternal existence of the universe versus versus the universe coming into being. I mean, Aristotle, Plato, they believed that the universe was just eternal. That yeah. It always was. Yeah, that yeah. There, was there, there was no beginning, and, and therefore, to a certain extent, no end. That it just always is. Well, e- even Genesis, you know, in the beginning, there was a mighty wind over chaos, basically. Stuff was already present. Even yeah. if there's a consensus between, or compatibility between, uh, faith and science in that the universe or cosmos had a beginning mm-hmm. there's there's big disagreement as to the how and the why sure and the who well, you know who came up with the big bang theory right well i don't remember his name i do know he's a catholic priest george lemaitre right he was a monsignor right. from belgium yes i want to go back to something where you kind of got us started here joseph yeah. So you asked whether or not we compartmentalize. I I think one of the difficulties in our current setting is there's a kind of compartmentalization in as much as the means by which we ascend to the truth in in, in the realm of science is not the same as how one might ascend to the truth in a religious sphere. Do, do you really? I, I, I don't okay, know. No, is that, is I don't that, know. Is, and I was going to say, is that you, you personally, Tim, or is that a categorical statement that you think a lot of people struggle with this? I think a lot of people struggle with it. And I'll, and I'll here's an example. And it falls under... But do I, you personally struggle with this? I mean, that, that, that's no, kind of my bottom line. No, no, no. That, that's what I, I thought. I think there's, yeah. different means, right. there's different means to get to the same end. The end, I think... And why faith and science are compatible because the end is the same. It's truth with a capital T. Well, yeah, and so, I don't, the, I don't, so even, there's different ways I don't by even think which, the methodology, honestly, between faith and science in that regard really differs all that it, much. It's not at all because no. mo- every single scientist out there who is studying in, in university today is taking on the word of what somebody else wrote about the reality of nature. So, uh, yeah, young I, bucks going to, to to college right now to study particle physics have never, you know, collided uh, right. neutrons to 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 see what what happens. And, and the but they have to take the truth. And and the truths of the faith, as they've been handed down to us, are based on the experience, the 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 you know firsthand experience, sights, sounds observations mm-hmm. of the apostles the apostles first and then and then later theologians but as they experience god right so i mean it's and, and even even the bible itself like you 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 look at genesis you know that is the that is the account 
tradition has it the account of Moses, mm. but that is the account of the experience of God as humans experienced it, just as science is the experience of nature. Now, the, the big difference there is God himself is not experienced the same way that nature is experienced. Right. So there, there's, there's a distinction there just in right. how we experience God. But, Although, you know, but the methodology of developing truths of the faith and the methodology of developing truths of nature, I think they follow pretty much the same patterns and the same methodology. I think a yeah. lot of people don't see it that way. Well, the, and I can give you an example. The, 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 goal, well, of, sure. the mean, goal of faith is to uncover truth. And, and, mm-hmm. and the goal of, of empirical science is to uncover facts. And, and so, but, the, but they're both looking for all, all facts are true, not all truths are fact. Right. And in science, ultimately, no, the, science, the goal of science is to come up with theorems. It's, it's to come up with the, the universal patterns of nature. Explanations. That, 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 that can then be predictive, right? So the idea is to understand the facts to give us the universals to be able to kind of predict the future. I mean, that that's sort of the goal. And, and one of the goals of science is to be able to predict what is going to happen in the future so that we live in a, in a stable environment where, where things are not just suddenly surprising us. And so we have this hypothesis test theory uh, relationship because of another Catholic priest, Roger Bacon, Franciscan. Right. We, yep. Yeah, both came yep. up with a scientific. We were method. talking about the Franciscans and the Dominicans um, a while ago. Now, so here's the question: You've got a lot of great Franciscan scientists, right? I don't um, know if there's a lot. There's at least one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, because I think I think there was a a tradition in England, um, English uh, English Franciscans, yeah. to try to they they because they're franciscans they had to disagree with saint thomas i think that's to be a franciscan means you have to disagree with saint thomas to a certain extent i think but <laughs> but because of that they they were going back and looking for the platonic ideas in nature to trace back to god and francis bacon came out of that tradition there's others that came out of that tradition that led to the modern scientific method it, it led to the development of science as this trying to understand yeah. the ideas and patterns of god God in a in a um, non-scholastic, non-Thomistic sort of way. Yeah, I, I think was the. I mean, honestly, and I do think the deliberate point of that was to Gregor be non-scholastic. Mendel. Gregor Mendel was also a Franciscan, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Father of genetics. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Copernicus was not what religious. Order? He was. I thought he. He I was third he was. order. Third order. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nonetheless, nonetheless, there's a tradition of men of faith yeah. that, that that followed the methods for of, of up until the past and applied them to nature. Two hundred years, you, you couldn't divorce the idea of of, of uh, faith and and reason. It it wasn't really until uh, what what's his name Adam Smith his time uh, that that the, there was this this deism that the separation you know right around our founding founding fathers where this the separation of, of faith and reason started to diverge and and doesn't be, Bacon get the credit yeah. for that yeah no right. not, uh, not not Roger Bacon 
Yeah, Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon. Francis you're getting Bacon. your, you're yeah, your bacon wrong. Yeah, yeah. Bacon's wrong. Thin yeah, cut, yeah. thin cut. Yeah, right, you know, exactly. hickory smoke. No, regular. And, 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 I can't yeah, keep them right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and They're all delicious. And, 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 right. English, English bacon rather than right. Canadian bacon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, yeah, it, it's interesting though because I think the um, I think the rise of deism yeah. came out of not a. Um, not necessarily a understanding of science. It wasn't a scientific statement. No, not at all. It was a. It was, it was a, a. It was a. It was a statement about the limits of reason of when it comes yeah. to understanding God. Yeah. And so it was. A, it was a statement basically that no, religious truths are only, can only be can only be revealed through through faith. Nominalism developed into voluntarism developed into right. rationalism, exactly. yeah, which is deism. Exactly. And and you know the other irony with that is you know this debate between religion and science is much older than Christianity. Um, you know, that's really where the origins of philosophy came about. Well, from what I hear, Catholics uh, deny science. Look what you did to Galileo. <laughs> yeah, but, but like oh, I said, yeah, that's a much, one. much, much older debate than that. We're, uh, we're coming up on a break. We'll take a break here on the Catholic Cape, but when we come back, let's, uh, let's talk about the original, original dispute between science and religion. You're listening to the Catholic Cave here on Catholic Radio Indy. Are you a still being? Maybe in motion, but not going anywhere. Maybe it's time to try being still. We help you focus on what's most important. Catholic Radio Indy. Whether things really are crazier than ever, or we just have more ways to hear about it all, it can be a little overwhelming at times. When that happens, remember the Apostle Paul's words from Holy Scripture. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for being a Catholic Radio Indy listener. Welcome back to the Catholic Cave. I'm Mark Tuttle here with Joseph Tomasian and Timothy O'Donnell. And um, we're talking about science, religion, faith, reason. Um, and... Uh, you know, the I think the common account that's taken of, of this whole area of dispute is that religious people have stuck their nose into science and they've come up with... Where with, it doesn't belong. Where it doesn't belong. And they've come up with the theories and accounts of things that science has settled mm -hmm. and they're, they're putting forward religious you know, religious opinions in place of observable scientific fact. The God of the gaps. Right, exactly. You know, but the dispute between religion and science actually goes back um, to the pre-Socratics. So it goes back to, you know, 500 BC um, with the, the advent of philosophy, science, etc. In, in a lot of ways to sort of correct religious claims that yeah. have no no basis. So, I mean, the, the common account is Thales of, Thales of Miletus was a uh, olive merchant, um, had vast olive groves there on Miletus and was a, a, um, was a merchant. So he would travel. So he would go from one country to another country to another country. And he saw that they all had different gods. They all had different customs. They all had different ways of doing things. But there were a lot of things that they all recognized the same. They all believed the same. These were constant truths. Some things just didn't change. And so he started to try to sort out those unchangeable truths that were the same anywhere he went, 
the stars shine, shone down on Egypt the same way they shone down on Greece. Um, the sun rose in Egypt the same way the sun rose in Greece. Um, he tried to sort those facts from the differences that he saw in religion. And in doing so is counted as sort of the founder of, of philosophy. Yeah. Did, wasn't his thing though that everything was change? Everything was change, exactly. Well, well, no, no, no. Everything was change. That's Heraclitus. That oh, comes yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the pre-Socratics were. I mean, the pre-Socratic philosophers. Their tendency was to try to find that common un, sort of that that common unifying thread between everything that, that that is to to account for everything so you know heraclitus says everything has changed um i think thales i i was thales the, the one that said everything was water yeah that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah he said everything, everything is of the moist right yes exactly <laughs> yeah. yes yeah everything was water yeah. um yeah others said everything is fire um yeah. you know, who was that guy um, started with a p well, Parmenides said everything was being. So he he's the he's eh. the B P one that, that comes to mind. He said everything is is existence, and that's where that's where Heraclitus came about. They said no no no, not everything is being. Everything's changing. So everything is constant flux. There yeah. is no being. That's only apparent. So yeah, your memory's um, and, better than mine. Yep. There. And so you know the um, but but that was the advent not only of philosophy, but here's the key: philosophy and science. We're one in the same, yeah, and and still mm-hmm. are to a great extent one in the same. Um, philosophers and, and scientists, you know, they follow different methods, but they're both about trying to find the truth of the observable world, um, the, the the world that we can either observe or reason about. Um, you know, religion then is trying to find the truth about what has been revealed to to man by God, and so religion. It differs a little bit in that first principle is the revelation of of God to man. Um, And so to a certain extent, that first principle is not scientifically verifiable. Or am I wrong about that? Well, no. No. Yeah. I mean, I think the first principles of science are self-evident, right? I mean, the first principles of science are what you can observe. Um, Is God self-evident, though? And that, that's a that's a his question. his effects his effects are are observable, but so it, it's it all goes to if if I can see an effect, there has to be a cause, which is which is you know the search for both science and and all religions. I think right. I mean, I, I think there is an argument that that religion and science, therefore, they do meet. Right? Um, you know, they they do start from those observable facts, but then the question is. Okay, if that's the case, then why do you have Catholicism, right? I mean, if if mm. if if religion starts from the observable fact, science deniers builds up. Well, no, if religion starts from from the scientific observable, there is change, right? Mm. Um, Heraclitus, everything changes. Um, if it, if it starts from that fact and then is an account of change, science and religion would be identical, right? I don't think they start from the same point. I I think science. Uh, as we uh, with the term modern uh, as the way we use science in the modern setting um, is concerned with material that's the they're they're, they're hyper concerned with or maybe exclusively concerned we had been talking in a different program about Aristotle's four causes 
they're they're really supremely concerned with the material cause and the efficient cause of things, and they've they I, I, I think it's the the distinction here between physics and metaphysics. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know. I mean, I think there are metaphysical assumptions that have to be made by scientists, and so they they name one. Um, third law of thermodynamics. Yeah, third law of thermodynamics. I don't know what that is. Yeah, so you know, I mean, it, 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 it it's the idea that energy is conserved. That that, that you can't within a closed system. The conservation and, of matter. Yeah, I, I think that's been changed. I think it's the law of conservation of energy now. Well, okay, but but still, nonetheless, there there's a metaphysical supposition behind it. Um, there, there's the, and, and uh, the energy it, cannot be created or destroyed, right? Energy yeah. cannot be created or destroyed. Energy just simply is right. Or, or it transfers just simply is, from is. one means to the next. Yeah. But once again, there's metaphysics going on. That's my point. Um, to, to try to say that there's any type of science without metaphysics behind it. How is there metaphysics in, in, an understanding of energy. Okay, is 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 a the idea that things move from act, potentiality to actuality? Is that a metaphysical concept? Uh, it's a philosophical concept. Is it, but is it metaphysical? I don't think so. Okay, let's go back and define metaphysics then a little bit. Okay, so meta- metaphysics is is the. The, the study of being, right? It, it, it focuses on first philosophy where uh, potentiality being actualized, uh, you can do that by burning a tree and seeing the ash. Well, 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 sure. I mean, you can experience being by looking. I mean, you know, the existence of being and the nature of being, you come to by two ways, observation, but then also by, by logical reasoning, right? So everything we know about being, everything that we discuss about being in metaphysics, in first philosophy, yeah. we come about the same way you do in science. I, I think the question is, does physics, the, the, the study of, of, of change, motion, etc., uh-huh. science, the yeah. stuff of science, does that presuppose metaphysics? I would say yes. Even modern modern science has to presuppose metaphysics. Okay, uh, I'll give it to you so so you can make your point. But I I, I think there's there's going to be some fundamental flaws in the argument. In that most scientists, uh, when they're studying for facts, are are not going to look for a metaphysical belief or no, they just take ev- it for granted or even acknowledge it. They, they take it for granted. That was my, I'm glad you got there. So that, that kind of was my point. I'm glad you guys got there that in that, when we talked about beginning the show, the compartmentalization, I think you can, you can go to a uh, university, you can major in physics, you can even get advanced degrees in physics and not concern yourself directly with any uh, philosophical or metaphysical commitment. You just, I don't know. I mean, honestly. Because you don't have to take a single course. When, when, okay? But, you don't have to take a single course. Well, when you're looking, it doesn't when mean you're that looking, it's not yeah, embedded. When you're, in oh, I agree. It's, also, it's there. But I I'm talking about the, compart- I, the compartmentalization yeah. is okay. look at the curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. Does it include it? Uh, I don't the know. The answer is no. No, but I also think you're dealing with fundamentally similar questions when you're dealing about the convertibility of energy to matter 
matter, the existence of energy, where energy came from. All of those questions come up in physics. All of those questions physics or physicists are studying to try to answer but through they don't observation. Study it, they don't study in a philosophy class. No, no. They don't approach it with philosophical understanding. That's my point about why a lot my, – my, my point earlier at the beginning, what my claim was that a lot of people – compartmentalize yeah. these two things and that's one way it shows up you can go through advanced degrees in physics without ever taking philosophy I, it's not i'm not saying that it's not operating because okay. i agree it is operating things like you have to stipulate in the background that the world is intelligent that the universe is intelligible that's a philosophical yeah. one but i'm saying you can come so in our thinking this is why we produce and have continued to produce more and more practical atheists and why the decline of faith occurs most rapidly in what as as progress and advancement in technology and civilization it falls it declines because it's it presents itself as if they're two faith and science are two completely different things and i can i can reside on one side of the equation namely technology and the sciences, quote unquote, that support that and not have to ever address the all these other commitments that maybe are embedded. But I can I could, that's what I mean by practical atheist. I can act as if God I don't ever have to concern myself with the, yeah, the question. But about I think that. that I think that phenomena comes about not because science leads to atheism, but because atheists only have available to them science to reason with. You know I think if you took a poll of scientists, I'm not sure you would find a huge difference in the number of believers among scientists as you would among the general public. I totally um, disagree. I think the difference is huge. I think in science, when you go by science, I mean like physics, chemistry, and things like that, believers are something like 10% or less. Oh, oh, yeah. I, oh yeah. I think so. Where oh, are you yeah. pulling that number I'm going to do it on the break, okay, because yeah. Google says so. Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I, don't I, think so. I, I know, I I know a, plenty of doctors out there yeah. who, are, who are great believers, uh, not just medical doctors, but PhDs. Uh, In physics? I don't know any physicists. Right. Okay. So, but my that's claim not stands. your claim. Yeah, you changed your claim to to those uh, those who study science. Those who study science to to just right. physicists. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. But no, I, I I but I do think that you know I mean you can also honestly say probably most if not all atheists are going to rely on science. No, they're going to, re- well, they're maybe amateur physicists, but yeah. they're, they're, they're going to rely on science as the sole basis for truth because they really don't have anything else to, to rely on. I think we're giving them too much credit that they rely on science as a sole basis of truth. Well, that may be I true think a too. lot of it's emotional. Yep. Well, with that, we'll uh, take a break and we'll, we'll be right back here on The Catholic Cave. The first radio station signed on back in the 1930s. And wow, people could get news without having to wait for the next day's newspaper and hear great entertainment right in their living rooms. Uh, But then in the late 40s, television came along. And since it could add visual content, well, that would probably kill off radio. But it didn't. In the 70s, satellite radio, eight-track tapes and cassettes, and the Walkman came along. Surely one of these would kill off radio. But they didn't. Now there's streaming on computers, podcasts, Alexa, and smartphones that put the world at your fingertips. And you know what? Radio is still here. In fact, a recent survey of people aged 18 and up showed that on a monthly basis, 
radio reached more people than television, including time-shifted TV. And for audio programming, more people than smartphones, PC, Alexa, or tablets. When you support Catholic Radio Indy, you're supporting a powerful tool that has the potential to reach over one million people every day with the message of salvation. If you're one of our donors, thank you very much. If you haven't joined our family of donors yet, today would be a good day to do that. Just go to catholicradioindy.org and click on the donate button. That's catholicradioindy.org. And thank you for your support. It's not just a radio station, it's a ministry. Catholic Radio Indy. You guys just have no idea how much of a difference it makes. When a business is looking to expand, they say it's all about location, location, location. But what about when the church needs to expand? To stretch out and reach those fallen away, estranged from the faith, or those who simply have never heard the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then it's all about vocation, vocation, vocation. We need more people dedicated to the mission of serving the church, more priests, more deacons, more men and women of vowed service, and more lay workers willing to go into the fields. The harvest is rich, but the workers are few. Is God calling you to service? Pray on it, and while you're there, pray for more vocations. A simple request from your friends at Catholic Radio Indy. And welcome back to The Catholic Gave. I'm Mark Tuttle here with Timothy O'Donnell and Joseph Damasian. And uh, we're talking about faith, science, reason, um, religion. <laughs> well, at least, at least the interplay of those things. But Tim, you said something I want to I go back to a little bit. We got a yeah. little bit off track at the, the end of the last segment. Um, you, you said, you know, science primarily concerns itself with material reality, right? So science is, you're, you're not going to have as much of a, a scientific attempt to understand i don't know angels right um you're not gonna i think ha- morality would be a good one to contrast with science right like, science okay morality does not fall under you know, I don't science know, i don't know though because um you know psychiatry and psychology i would say are preeminently moral disciplines right ethical disciplines they're about the correct way to conduct yourself they're about the correct way to act typical uh, we don't typical. we don't use the word correct we say okay. typical typical but but healthy at least right yeah. i mean yeah. you know they, you know they, they they try to help individuals act in healthy ways versus unhealthy ways and you know when it comes to ethics and morality uh, you know i'm not Sure, especially if you believe in natural law, there's a distinction there between ethics and morality. Well, no, b- b- between between uh, between acting in a healthy way, which is what psychiatry oh, sure. and psychology are are, act, are are driving towards, and acting in a moral way, which is what more, which is sure. kind of on the religious side of that same question. Especially if you believe in natural law, you, the claim is. You're looking for healthy human behavior to be a healthy, yeah. happy, whole human being. Nah, I, 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 I reject that. I, I was, I went to a Catholic university uh, that will not be named. I was student number one in their Masters of Science in Clinical Mental Health, um, and I, I was told that my Catholicity was an obstacle to me being a good therapist. Um, 
because I believed that morality and ethics fundamentally had a place within uh, a Catholic ethos, a Christian ethos. And uh, the director of the program uh, firmly disagreed that, uh, as a matter of fact, would say that that Christianity itself uh, had a propensity to develop and and encourage uh, mental disease. Okay, so... (laughs) But here's the question now. Okay, oh, so man, did you finish no, but, that program but, but, or did you on, run yeah. for the hills? I'd ask for my money back. Right, right. So okay, so you've got that claim on one hand, right? Yeah. So, so the claim is made by by psychiatrists that no, Catholic morality does not lead to health; it leads to unhealthiness. It yeah. leads to an unhealthy stunted, scrupulosity, right? Scrupulosity yeah. and unhealthy personality. On the flip side, you have moral theologians that would that would make the claim that following psychiatric guidance minus faith outside of the realm is going to lead to an unhealthy stunted um diseased individual as well so but you're but the the goal there is both a healthy psyche right i mean whether you're looking at it from moral theology or whether you're looking at it from psychiatry you may disagree well i don't know what health consists the, the of but end, they're both driving towards health right the end of moral no. theology is not mental health right exactly the end of moral theology is is i i, I think they're both directed at at correcting behaviors that fall outside of what is is typical or atypical, uh, ordered or disordered is what we would use in in moral theology. I think they're both means by which to correct inerrancy. Yes. No, and I I agree with you. Moral theologians are not going to use a term like mental health because it's a different discipline. But the, the, the question is... This vision of sanctity, yeah. right? A vision of a, 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 a saintly person, right? As, as a healthy, whole individual. Yeah. And the uh, complementary vision, they may not be... I don't think content that's... Wise, no, they're content-wise are going to be different, no doubt. Content-wise are going to be different. But they're analogous concepts that both of these disciplines are working towards. You're working towards a healthy, mm-hmm. whole soul no, or psyche no. of a person. Padre Pio was no. not a complete whole person. Correct. Your definition's wrong, Mark. That's not what yeah, you're, that's I, not what it's saying. I don't is. I don't agree with that yeah. either. Okay, so yeah. so but, a health, so so a healthy whole individual, right? Is mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with with Catholicism. Well, that's a well, false no, binary. I, 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 that's I'm, a false binary. I, I, the, as far as we know in our Catholic context, there've only been three healthy whole people, Jesus, Mary, and and right. depending on because, who you ask. Because once again, when, John the Baptist. Right. But, but then looking at that definition, the definition of a healthy whole person is a sinless person. And what makes us less than healthy and whole is Psych- sin. Psychiatry is not going to bring that up. No, well, psychiatry, no, actually, no, I, psychiatry saying, will. But, because bring up sin? Yes. If, if, if you, if you I must are, not have enough right. experience with psychiatrists. You have to go to the right ones. Yeah. Right. And you guys are both missing my, my point. I am. My yeah. point what is, is your point? My point yeah. is not that the content of psychiatry and, and moral theology are the same. My Content is the goal is the same, and that is a a, a, a healthier a, person, a happy person, right? Yeah, yeah. Happiness, okay. right? Yeah. So moral theology, I, I can and, agree. And, and moral the- if moral theology is not driving towards happiness, then Saint Thomas is wrong. And and I know both no, of you. No, the are, definition's and, wrong. You're you're saying up a false dichotomy again. Uh, they, they use well, the terms no, no, very so, differently. Those are very different terms. Uh, oh. He's not aiming at happiness. Aquinas doesn't aim at happiness. He aims at uh, oida domina. 
or I've always pronounced it wrong. He's aiming a blessedness, holiness. That is not the same. That's the same word that Aristotle uses Correct. for that Correct. It's not the same word that they use in psychiatry or psychology. No, it's like, no. once again, so, yeah, so they're no, two no, exactly. the content, the, No, the, the, the content is different, but the a, a happy, whole human being, that is not a different concept. Maybe the content of what that means is different, but once again, well, a happy whole human being is what it, both of them are driving at. They, no, I, no I, I, not at all. No, I, I do agree with it. All right, you can yeah. agree. I can still disagree. I agree. So I'm going to do that over here. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> Look at a here. martyr. Yeah. Look at a martyr. What are, What are the martyrs up to then? Well, are they happy old I, I think, individuals? Let's, we can get under that we term. Can, we can no. get in the weeds, but they became saints through a completely different means. Right. So of holiness and virtue, which is what I'm talking about, for the purpose of what? Saving souls. You don't have to be holy yeah. and virtuous to die for the faith. Or to save souls. Okay. Okay. Well yeah. we could talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Any anyway. Where were we going? We were, well we were talking about we were talking about science and nature and, then, yeah, and, yeah. and science and religion and, 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 grace. Right, and, and grace. And what I was what I was bringing up is that these are not we, we've created, I think, a false dichotomy. You guys accuse me of coming up with false dichotomies. <laughs> right, but I, did. I, I think, Twice. I think we, um, we come up with a, a, a false dichotomy when we say science and religion are trying to... Are, are competitors with each other, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the methodologies... Their are, object is different. I don't know. I, I don't know that their object is different. I, I think religion is trying to account for the universe and an understanding of the universe by understanding God. And I understand, actually, religion is trying to understand God yeah. by understanding the, the universe and nature, etc. Um, well, theology yeah. is the study of God. Biology is the study of Biology is the study of life. It's the study of yeah. of, of, of animals. But not, chemistry, like chemistry, they I mean, they, they have things, they have their right? own object. They have their own object, but they're but they're not unrelated, right? And they, they no, own, and, no. And the idea is to come up with a holistic understanding of the whole, right? I mean, that's kind of what philosophy shoots yeah. at. It, yes, is 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 trying to come up with this overarching account of everything, and so you know they they fall within simply the human pursuit of knowledge yes okay uh, and, and, i i do agree with that yes and and, okay. and the methodology that they follow of following observation of of, of what has been given to you in, in one degree or another and and for science i mean actually for most academic disciplines what you're given is is based on authority yeah um so and theology is no different um no different we have a magisterium and then following that through reasoned argument through hypothesis through through testing those hypotheses and and trying to see how those match up with observed fact that's the same methodology in theology as it is in science. So I don't know that the two are A, incompatible, or B, even different endeavors. Yeah. Well, okay. So there are some faiths, uh, some, some, some faith traditions that uh, rely on faith alone. Uh, you know, that's one of the, the premier claims of Martin Luther. You know, it should be sola fide, right? faith alone. Uh, I think all of Islam uh, pushes towards a fideism. Matter of fact, the last great thinkers in Islam, Averroes and Avicenna, were, were killed, right? They were, they were too logical. Uh, and there haven't been great philosophers out of the Islamic tradition since. 
uh, within Judaism, uh, they're much more open to to, to faith and reason um, uh, than than the other uh, than say Islam would be. But when we get to Catholicism itself, uh, there's this claim where we also sort of draw this distinction between faith and reason. And and I think one of the arguments was, you know, well, Galileo. And that whole Galileo controversy, let me tell you, you've got (laughs) this Italian man. (laughs) As an Italian man, I'm so happy to to clarify, to, to clear the air here. Galileo, you've got this Italian man who loved to drink and who was uh, set in his ways. He went to Florence, so he, but he, he was a third-order Dominican, went to Florence um, so that he, he didn't have to operate under anybody else's authority. And then uh, he, he came up with this idea, and his spiritual director said, hold on a second. Before you publish it, hold on a second. And Galileo's like, you can't tell me what to do. Actually, I can because you're a third-order Dominican, and you, you have obedience. And, and, and uh, his spiritual director's like, no, you can't say anything. And Galileo's watch me. So you got these two Italian men who are prone to the bottle, uh, arguing back and forth. Galileo publishes his thing. That's why he was excommunicated. It was because of a lack of obedience, not because... Didn't he, he pick on the Pope a lot, too? Eh, well, that didn't you know, really who help. Who doesn't pick on the yeah, Pope? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he was I mean, a... He, he mocked the Pope, so yeah. I think that... that did I do his So it wasn't because it was he was demonstrating a faith or, or a, a fact uh, that you know would would go to change the world. That that's not why he was excommunicated. He was excommunicated because he was a wounded, broken man and didn't listen to his superiors. Yeah, yeah, it's the disobedience. He was, yes, he was, it was disobedience. Right, that lines with uh, my understanding. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's my that's my, my understanding too. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're up to uh, another break. We'll be right back here on the Catholic Cave. Like coming up for air, like a time of rest after a big race, like a good meal after a long day. Jesus, what you need, just when you need him. Catholic Radio Indy. When a business is looking to expand, they say it's all about location, location, location. But what about when the church needs to expand? To stretch out and reach those fallen away, estranged from the faith, or those who simply have never heard the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Then it's all about vocation, vocation, vocation. We need more people dedicated to the mission of serving the church, more priests, more deacons, more men and women of vowed service, and more lay workers willing to go into the fields. The harvest is rich, but the workers are few. Is God calling you to service? Pray on it, and while you're there, pray for more vocations. A simple request from your friends at Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to the Catholic Cave. I'm Timothy O'Donnell with Joe Tomasian, as well as Mark Tuttle. Uh, we finished with Galileo. That was a good, uh, for a brief recap, uh, very misunderstood episode. Yeah. And used as a bludgeon against Holy Mother Church all the time. Uh, one thing you brought up earlier, Mark, that I thought was really good in this discussion was that uh, a great point I want to revisit with you guys 
that uh, faith and science are not competitors. They're not competitors. They shouldn't be looked at as competitors for our loyalties, uh, as in pursuit of knowledge. Ultimately, they converge. Right there's one. Yeah. Ultimately, there's one source of of. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, that's easy to say as Catholics, right? Because that's the Catholic view. The Catholic view is that these are not competitors. But if you ask an atheist, if you ask Sam Harris, he would disagree with you. He would what? say, "Oh, yeah. oh, certainly, you know, religion." He's not is, just atheistic, though. He's anti-theistic. Right, right. Yeah. But he's anti-theistic for a reason because he thinks that religion necessarily involves the denial of science. Yeah. And and I'm not. Well, that was Christopher Hitchens too, right? Yeah, I mean. right. But and I guess here's the question: you know, Are there religious claims that do transcend science and therefore do kind of create a rivalry between religion and science? I mean, does does religion make claims based on religion <laughs> that in, in some ways it shouldn't, and that is the domain of science. Well, l- l- let me tell you a little story. I, I know this guy. I know him pretty well. He's a carpenter. Mm. Uh, well, Joseph, that uh, yeah. we're not talking about you, are we? Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Right, but this this other carpenter. Your good friend, though? Yeah, real good friend, real good friend. Uh, he can walk on water. Uh-huh. He, he can raise the dead. Uh, he, he can forgive sins. Um, he, he turned water to wine. This guy completely takes over the fundamental laws of the natural world and bends them to his will. It sounds pretty anti or non-scientific to me. I guess, but I mean, here's the deal. If, if, if that was observable phenomena, right? If somebody yeah. saw that, if somebody saw that and witnessed that, the scientific approach is to find an explanation sure. for it, right? So, so if a scientist witnesses that or hears about it, yeah. then the reaction of science is not to deny it. The reaction of science is to test it, to verify it, to to try to confirm it. It's supposed or not, to be, or, or it's yeah. supposed to be exactly. So, I'm not even sure that even miracles turn into, you know, sort of claims that science has to deny sure right um you know it it is not scientific to just have a knee-jerk reaction against claims of miraculous things sure have you guys ever seen a miracle like a a full-fledged you know i have uh, there was a a gentleman that was at a parish i was involved with in texas that had terminal cancer i mean he was going to die within a matter of days Mm -hmm. he was on hospice etc and literally overnight cancer completely went away and he lived for another i mean honestly he did live for another nine months or so i think he finally died of like a heart attack so he didn't even die of cancer eventually mm-hmm. um but the, the the cancer was there one day i mean the doctors looked at it i mean they were blown away they had no explanation for for what happened literally cancer was there one night gone the next um that's pretty close to miraculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it is a miracle. So, um, did I witness it? I, I didn't see it, but yeah. I saw him. I knew him, and I knew the state he was in before, and I knew the state he was in after. So, yeah. to that extent, I did. I did witness it. So, okay, have you have you seen a miracle? Yeah, I would say that I've seen. I've had in my life instances that cannot be explained without God as the author of the event. Yes. Yeah. Miracles miracles still happen every single day, don't they? Yeah. Every time we go to mass would be one. Well, I was thinking I, of something I, else too, like, but yeah. I wasn't I mean, grabbing the low hanging fruit there. I, I guess no. the, you know, and what I've been trying to argue the whole thing is that, you know, 
reason, not reason, but science and religion, they're, they're all trying to pursue an understanding of the truth of all things, mm. right? For, for the sake of, of humankind being able to live and, and ultimately fulfill our purpose, which religion would say would be to to would, contemplate god it sounds but, like an opiate but, but for anyway, the masses but i don't know but anyway hey, so hey, wait wait yeah, wait yeah, wait let me let me finish here sure. guys um when it comes to miracles though you know i think science and religion have they're they're compatible but not in that same way that they're following the same methodology or or, or pursuing the same thing science has a role to play of trying to disprove it right i mean science has a role of trying to come up with a natural explanation to kind of show that this was not miraculous sure. meanwhile religion you know honestly does religion hinge on the miraculous i don't know if it does so um you know i'm not sure that in in some ways it's kind of funny because miracles are portrayed as the the realm of religion but in some I mean, ways it's almost the opposite the, the, I, I, I would say our entire catholic faith is hinged upon a series I mean, of that's many true. miracles. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the the the, the life of Jesus, the the, yeah. the resurrection. Yeah. Um, the so, Holy Spirit. Right. Loaves and fishes. But but our faith yeah. does not demand that we our, our faith does not demand that we assent to every and all miracle. Not all claims no, of a not, miracle. Yeah. yeah. But there are definitely there are definitely miracles like, that otherwise the Marian I mean, apparitions the, were were not beholden to can, many right. canonized saints yeah. are because they there are miracles ascribed sure. to their intercession. Sure, sure. There are other reasons why people are saints, right? Um, canonized saints, but but yeah, yeah. I think so, so. Does that make so because we believe in miracles? Does that make us all anti-scientific? No, not at all. Uh, no, but I think I think one of the problem what's problematic in trying to resolve this. What can come across or be in some people's minds, this incompatibility between faith and science is that science increasingly, strands of science, seems to be pursuing um, knowledge and information, not necessarily the, the truth of things. Those, are, those can be kind of different. And then I would say also many, many, we have many, many examples of advancement in technologies where the technologies themselves created by quote unquote science are then placed at the service of evil. Those are, those are real problems. You've and seen so Oppenheimer. It seems like, no, not yet. I want to, no, but, but yeah. that's so good. Okay. But I, but I, but there are lots, so that might be a, an example, yeah. but there are lots of, it seems as if at times the quote unquote science or scientific community or elements of that uh, pull in uh, morality and it's a morality that is incompatible with the truths of the Catholic faith. Yeah. And oh, so certainly, therein, certainly. Yeah. that feeds into this but incompatibility. That's, but, but that's not, that's not non-religious or a-religious or even being against religion. That's bad religion, right? I mean, that, that that's adopting a religious stance. That, well, but that, it's flying under the flag of science. And I think, again, that's part of what's feeding into the you know, friction I, I between a, the two yeah, camps. I, that claim's been out there for a while, that behind science, there's this religion of scientism. Yeah. That, 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 oh, yeah. You know, I, and, yeah, and, that and, exists. And, and, yeah, and, it's you know, a kind of heresy. There's, a, there's a, you know, a, religious, a religious position that all that exists is material reality. There is no immaterial component to, yeah. to, to, to the universe. Um, I think I, I would say there's, there's probably probably a either lack of interest in the question or just simple assumption that the natural world has always existed. Um, yeah, the, it, it, 
in in some form, um, whether that's energy existing before the Big Bang, maybe. But nonetheless, there's a lack of interest in causality. There's a lack of interest in in final cause, final cause, yeah. or even initial cause. Um, I, I, you know, I, and I think that's where science goes wrong. It, it it doesn't respect the sphere of religion, the sphere of morality. It's highlighted in a very short but very poignant scene at the beginning of Jurassic Park when they con- they bring everyone to the island and uh, Jeff Goldblum's character stands up in righteous alarm and anger and says, because he realizes that they've, they've let loose, they've unleashed a power that they have no idea when they recreate, when they begin to produce dinosaurs. And he makes, and he make what's, what does he say? He says, you were so busy focused on how to accomplish this, you never bothered to ask the fundamental question of should we do this? And I always think that's where, in, in when I look across, when he, when humanity goes terribly wrong or, or segments or, or individuals being led, that's one of the problems that you often see is we were preoccupied with how to do something. And we don't, and that's the second question that we could ask. Like, okay, how do we go about making that happen? But that's only after you ask the first question is, should we do this? Right. If the answer is yes, we should, that's a moral question. Yeah. Should we do this? Then you go to step two, which is let's figure out how we do it. Yeah, but I think the opposite. I think the opposite leads to a lot of evil as well. And that is a disregard for science within religion. Um, and and a disregard for scientific fact, and therefore, what making, would be an example of that? Well, I, I you know, I I, I think um, I, I think religious conquests against witches. Um, I think that was a, a great example of that. That there was a supposed explanation for phenomenon that was not investigated. It was not looked at scientifically. It was not researched. And it, it led to a great evil. Um, it was the Puritans. It, it was the Puritans. You know, <laughs> you know, we we well, Catholics may be innocent of any type of superstition well, whatsoever. It, I get doesn't it. that suppose <laughs> that there were? Yeah, but, but that, that example, but are you saying there are no real witches that ought to be pursued? No, I'm not necessarily saying that, least, but I'm, I'm saying that I'm, I'm saying that. Wait, no, those, Tim, are you saying there are witches that need to be pursued? Well, I would think if you have witches or warlocks practicing black magic, you would it would be in our best interest to to try to, to kill curtail. them. No, I didn't oh. say that at all. I think to investigate well, possibly, no but you'd want to thwart them. What, but I'll you'd tell want you to thwart their effort with a sword. Yeah, I didn't say that also, either. You, you also see that? Look what you're projecting. You need at to me. investigate. You need to yeah. investigate right, it to a certain extent. Yeah, sure, and, of and you need to look for scientific explanations of these types of things that are happening, and not just necessarily saying it's black magic. Well, that could be a flaw of the witch trials. I would agree with that. But also, but also, it's a no. It's a lack of science, and and it's a lack of utilizing science to investigate claims that are made in the name of religion that may or may not be true. However, and, the demonic does exist. Right. That's my exist. point. Of course it does. Of, yeah. of course it does. But what, I'm saying is, it. but what I'm saying is religion needs science. Um, and a lot of great evils come about when religious people ignore the importance of science and the importance of scientific investigation and the importance of understanding the way our natural world actually is. So the two do have to go hand in hand. You can't just say, well, religious claims trump scientific claims. Right. 
And yeah, we're, we're not those people. No, no, Catholics Catholics shouldn't be those people. Yeah, we're not. I think, and occasionally, you know, in the in the history of Catholicism, we've erred in the in the realm of superstition. Oh, you come know. on, we've never been superstitious no, people. No, Catholics are not superstitious at all. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, we're once again to the end. Of oh, that our reminds time me, I here. need to bury my Saint Anthony statue or Saint exactly. Joseph statue upside oh, down oh, in my right, yard. That's right, terrible. because we all know the yeah. best way to sell a house is simply by. Bearing the statue. statue upside down. Yeah. All right. And on that note, um, you've been listening to The Catholic Cave here on Catholic Radio Indy. The Catholic Cave is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Replays of this program are available in podcast form at catholicradioindy.org. Comments about this program can be addressed to Kent at catholicradioindy.org or by calling 317-870-8400. Did you miss something in this show or just want to hear it again? Podcasts of this and all our other great local programs are available 24-7 at catholicradioindy.org.